And welcome to it. Good to have you along here. Skulls hosting with me, Alex Luciferro, courtesy of Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP, employmentlawyer.ca. Any time to reach out to Alex with your questions when we're not doing this uh, this show. During the week, how do you do that? one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website available to you, free, anonymous, chock full of information and access to the severance calculator. That is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You have uh, woes at work, something bothering you in the workplace, the workplace rights and uh, employment law rights is what we discussed, so bring it on. There's going to be an answer for you uh, waiting. So we'll get into our topic for the uh, the afternoon as well, how to preserve your workplace rights. There you go. But first, case of the day, Alex, what do you got going on, brother? Hey, Johnny. Thanks very much. Great to be here, as always, talking our favorite subjects, John. Workplace rights, severance, harassment in the workplace, temporary layoffs, uh, vaccination policies. They're still dealing with some of those issues. Really, anything under the sun, if it has to do with your work, if it has to do with your employment rights, get your employment law questions answered. Spoke to a number of people today, John, and, and we really speak to people every single day thanking us for doing this show, thanking us for informing them, and not only informing them, but informing the public on what their legal rights are when it comes to employment law. And listen, our callers are a huge part of that, John, no matter how big or small you think your problem is or you think your question is, it's always going to be an important question. You cannot leave uh, or let problems at work fester. Oftentimes, if you're dealing with a situation at work, if you're dealing with a difficult boss or you're dealing with changes within your workplace, the longer you let these problems fester, the more complicated, the more complex they become. And actually, the the less ability you may have to challenge those issues. So you want to get advice right away if you're dealing with a situation at work. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, John, to get us uh, started, to get us all warmed up and get thinking uh, and talking about employment law, let's talk about a matter uh, that came across my desk today. It's what we call the case of the day. I've got a doozy for you, John. I don't okay. say that very often, but I spoke to a very nice older lady uh, today. This lady was in her early 60s. She had worked, John, for an accounting firm for about 23 years. I think it was just shy of 23 years until last year, until 2022. What happened in very early 2022, I think it was January of, uh, of last year, uh, the owner, uh, the, the kind of uh, the head accountant and owner of the, of the accounting firm decided to sell the business. So he sold to another company. It was a purchase and sale of a business, as happens quite often, uh, whether you're a small employer and, you know, the owner of the business is retiring or whether you're a large corporation, sales of businesses happen all the time. And this lady, uh, John, who I spoke with, uh, her employment survived through that sale of the business. So her employment kind of continued seamlessly throughout the, the sale. She was, you know, all, she was uh, employed by the previous owner in January of last year. And when the sale happened, she just continued her employment without signing a contract, really without any fuss whatsoever. She just kept working for the new owner. Things go relatively smoothly for the rest of, of the year. Again, this is last year, 2022. Okay. And just a few weeks ago, uh, John, the new owner of this accounting firm uh, called her into a meeting, sat this very nice lady down and told her, it's not working out. We're not as busy as we thought we would be having bought the business and we're going to be letting you go. These things happen, uh, John. It's happening aplenty in 2023. Mm -hmm. There are lots of layoffs happening, lots of terminations. No matter how big or small the employer is, we're seeing across the board 
terminations. And so that is not overly shocking. What's overly shocking, however, is when this lady looked at her termination letter that she was given during that meeting, and she looked at what the company was offering her, the company offered her, John, a mere two weeks of pay as That's severance. Right. <laughs> this was a now 23-year-plus employee uh, who's in her early 60s, having worked with this owner and the previous owner, uh, again, for over two decades. And this lady was shocked. She was a listener of the so show, she, so she had a good idea of what her severance entitlements were going to be, uh, uh, John. And when she spoke to me and when I reviewed the documents, I very quickly found out that lo and behold, this new owner, right, that had only been with, you know, had only purchased the business a year ago, mm -hmm. was considering this lady to be only a one-year and one-month employee or one-year and a couple-of-month employee. Yeah, big oops, very big oops, <laughs> yeah. uh, John, because, and our long-time listeners will know this very well, it's not the first time we've touched on this issue, when uh, when a a purchasing business purchases another company and purchases its employees along with it, all of your previous years of service as an employee with the predecessor company, they carry over. They continue. Right. You don't need to sign a contract. You don't need to sign something that says so. By default, your previous years of service continue with the new company, with the purchasing, with, with the new owner. And so this lady, John is a 23 plus year employee guess what her severance entitlements given that she's in her 60s given her position given that she was with the company for 23 years her severance entitlements john are 24 months you of bet. pay yeah. two years of full pay based on her full-time work this employer john is in for a rude awakening here i'm going to chalk it up to inexperience and to a lack of advice and lack of know-how because this guy clearly doesn't know that he's dealing with a 23-year employee. So it's yeah. going to require a bit of an education. Uh, John, we're going to be working with this later to get her her proper severance entitlements. This is an excellent example, uh, uh, John, of how an employer oftentimes gets severance packages, terminations, generally speaky, speaking, gets these things wrong. And it's concerning. And it's, you know, it's the reason why we encourage everybody out there something major has happened at work, if you've been let go from your job, reach out, make sure you speak right. with an employment lawyer. Oftentimes, uh, an employer doesn't even know what its obligations are when it comes particularly to severance. And with that, we'll get into our uh, one break right now, return with how to preserve your workplace rights. A good topic to uh, carry on after that particular week that was, pal. We'll do that with Alex. We continue lots more of the Employment Law Show is coming up. Stand by. We're back. Alex Lucifero, courtesy Sam Firu, to Mark and LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country, is doing all the heavy lifting or employment law questions. Get uh, Mike on the line here. Mike, thanks for uh, taking the time tonight, pal. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Beauty. What's on your mind? Hey, I love your show, by the way. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. What's, uh, what's your well, question? Well, the question is, is it legal for the company to send you home for one day due to lack of work? Yeah, good question, uh, uh, Mike. So where I'd start here is asking you in response whether this is an already established term of employment. So what I mean by that is if it's kind of routine in your line of work, whatever that might be, or even routine within the company, that when it's a little bit slow, when it's a bit of an off day, they'll send an employee home uh, w without pay. 
if that's part and parcel of the job, maybe it's been happening for a while, or again, maybe it's just a custom within the industry, Mike, I would say that it is likely legal because even if it's not in writing, even if it's not part of a written contract of employment, if it's what we call an implied term of employment, it may very well be allowed. Now, that said, Mike, if your employer sends you home and they've never sent you home before, right, and uh, you've worked nine to five, Monday to Friday, let's say, your entire time, and they're starting to send you home on a regular basis here and there, and I wouldn't say for one day. One day is, I would say, the exception to the rule. But if this becomes to, if, if this becomes routine, right, and it's never been routine before, I'd take exception to that, Mike. I'd actually say, no, 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 hold on a sec. I never agreed that you sending me home here and there was part of it, was a term of my employment. I'm expecting full-time work because that's what I signed up for. And I would very respectfully and professionally draw the line in the sand there. So again, the question I have for you, Mike, is, is this something that's been going on for a while already? Or is this brand new? Has it never happened before? And it might be becoming routine out of nowhere. In the industry, commonly known that it happens in, in okay. my company it's it's happened in the past this employer just took over my company about a year ago i am a long-term employee mm-hmm. i've been there over 25 years and just now is doing one day here and one day here and I'm not temp. I mean, and I've been working average like 60 hours per week, six days, seven days per week. So, mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I'll go home and go home. And I, yeah. I don't even, where are you coming from? I mean, all of a sudden, because you have no work, I'm paying your price. I got found that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's where I have a problem, right, Mike, which is if this has never happened before, if you were consistently working 60, 70 hours a week, week in and week out, and all of a sudden you start noticing that with a day off here and a day off there, maybe your hours are now 40 hours a week or 50 hours a week instead of 60 or 70, and that's becoming routine, I think that is something that you should be dealing with. And again, it could be a very friendly conversation saying, hey guys, I don't really I don't really like this. I need to be working. I need to be hitting that 60 or 70 hours a week. But I would call them out, uh, Mike, because if you don't, then they're just going to assume that you've accepted this new change, right? But it's really a question of how significant the change is it. If we're talking one day a month, Mike, then I wouldn't say it's a huge it's a huge deal potentially, especially if it's happened in the past historically. But if this now is starting to happen every week and it's affecting your hours in a pretty significant way, right? That's when you draw the line in the uh, sand. I I I want to draw a line now. I'm a long term employee. I'm I'm a long term employee. I mean, I step up to the black bat each and every time you ask me to, right? And now you want to send me home. Uh, I got found that. Even if it's yeah, one, I, day here, one day there, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right at all. I'm not some temp guy that you I hire. Part, I'm not a part-time guy. I'm a full-time guy. And up until now, you have work. Now I, I came to bat for you each and every time. Now, now you want to say it's okay because one day, one day, one. No, I personally, I think it's wrong. And I and I mm. get offended. I get offended. I can't. For sure. I can't even believe they even t- ask me to go stay home. 
So there you yeah, go, this- Alex. I mean, this is you've, you've been thanks, Mike. Appreciate the call, but we've we've gotten calls like this before, right? You just got to watch how often it starts happening now going forward, right? Yeah, listen, it's a question of degree, John, in the sense that, again, if this is a very rare occurrence, right, and we're talking one day here, you might have to bite that bullet. And again, I will say specifically, if if it's common in the industry, right, and if it's common in the workplace already, you might have to bite that bullet, right? But if it's becoming a frequent occurrence... Uh, right, or if it's not common at all in the industry or in your particular job, then you can take exception to the rule. And again, that's why it's a, it's a question of degree. But it's a great question from Mike, right? Because there is a fine line there, and there is a line that shouldn't be crossed. Lots of employees will simply accept these changes unknowingly, right, without having realized that they might have crossed the line into what we call a constructive dismissal, which is kind of a breach of contract situation that because the change is so significant, because the change is so severe, it actually gives you the right as an employee to seek severance in response, right? I don't think Mike is there, but again, it's an excellent question. Yeah. Okay, how to preserve your workplace rights. Um, This one, we've done complete shows on this, you and I, in the past, and that is, number one, don't quit unless it's completely voluntary. That's the key word in that sentence, right? Absolutely, uh, John. And, you know, it's, it's still shocking in 2023, you know, given uh, given how sophisticated our workforces have become across all industries, given the fact that we do this show and we, mm-hmm. you know, from the mountaintops, we profess on, on how employees should be, you know, protecting their workplace rights. We still see employers using forced resignations, John, as a leverage tool. And so an employer will go to an employee and say, hey, we want you to do X, and if you don't do X, we're going to consider you to have resigned, yeah. right? And X could be anything, uh, John. It could be we want you to change position, we want you to change your pay, we want you to accept a temporary layoff. Uh, you know, it could be any number of things. And then they say, and if you don't do what we say, we're going to consider you to have quit. Obviously, that's not a voluntary resignation, uh, uh, John, and what that is, rather is what I just mentioned actually it's a constructive dismissal it's actually a breach of contract where typically the employer what the employer is asking that employee is to make such a major change to the terms of their employment that it's actually a breach of contract and so the employee would be allowed in response to say no I'm not accepting that change and I'm not quitting either right either you leave me alone employer or if you're gonna force this change on me then I'm owed severance Right. So in that respect, a forced resignation, right, a resignation yeah. that's not voluntary is basically a termination. And John, in which case the employee is going to be owed severance based on their age, position and years of service. As we saw with our case of the day, severance could be as much as 24 months yeah. of pay, especially for long service employees like Mike, who just called in. And so, you know, those those, those forced resignations are dangerous. Make sure as an employee, if you're quitting right? You're quitting for good reason. You're not being pressured into quitting because being pressured into quitting, again, is not a, it's not a voluntary resignation. It's almost always going to be a termination instead. Number two of uh, how to preserve your workplace rights, don't uh, you know, take one for the team at your expense, even though you may love working for the place, might have a good boss too. You got to be careful about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to mention this one in particular, uh, uh, John, and it's also to do with constructive dismissal situations. So it's also situations where, again, you're being asked 
to accept something that you're not particularly crazy about, right? That's what taking one for the team means, right? You know, can you help out with this extra project? Could you take on this other role? Can you take on this other position? Uh, you, you know, can you take this pay cut because the company's struggling? All of this kind of stuff can be considered taking one for the team. And a lot of times, uh, John, instead of it being couched as, you know, or else we're going to, you know, consider you to have resigned, right. it's couched, it's pitched as, well, listen, you're doing it for the company, you're doing it for the good of the business and for the other employees that you work with and for the guys or for the girls, etc. And whenever you as an employee hear that pitch, uh, John, an alarm bell, a red flag should be raised there and you should be thinking, hmm, what is the company really asking me to do here? And if they're asking you, when push comes to shove, if they're asking you to accept a lesser position, lesser pay, uh, taking on a significantly increased workload, anything that's going to change your job in a major way, you should be running to speak with an employment lawyer. Right. And listen, if you, you know, if you don't like us, if you don't want to call us, that's fine. You need to speak with an employment lawyer, anybody, because that situation is going to trigger your workplace rights and protections. You don't want to accept a major change like that just for the sake of taking one for the team. Let's grab a phone call in between here. Got uh, Richard standing by. Good evening, Richard. What's your, uh, what's your question, pal? Hey, um, I was, thanks for taking my call. You bet. So our, um, our current company A was purchased by current company B. And company B has now asked uh, or told the employees that are not unionized uh, to take a pay cut in their salary. And it's a significant pay cut. And uh, they're going to restructure the commission structure and say that we should come out the same or ahead. And I'm just wondering how that all plays out. It's an excellent question, uh, Richard, and it's right up the alley of what we were just discussing, which is any kind of major change, and certainly a reduction in pay is going to be considered a major change. Any kind of major change triggers protections for those employees uh, where they can either say, no, thank you, I'm not restructuring my pay, I'd like to keep my pay as is, thank you very much, or alternatively, Richard, they'll be allowed to seek severance and negotiate severance, you know, reasonable severance packages based on their age, position, and years of service based on, perhaps most importantly, their full compensation, not that reduced compensation that the company is proposing. I'm curious, Richard, and if you know, if you're one of these employees, have the, uh, did the uh, did the sale and purchase of the business already happen? Has the has the sale closed? Yes. Did uh, did you employees sign new employment contracts with the new employer? No. Good. That's a good thing, Richard, because that'll preserve all of your not only your previous terms of employment, but also your uh, your your full workplace rights when it comes to severance, et cetera, et cetera. So. You know, there's clearly something to be done here, uh, Richard, in the sense that these employees are going to have a decision to make. Either they accept these pay reductions and continue on with the company, uh, or alternatively, they say no, they refuse the pay reductions, and either the employer is going to back down, or some sort of negotiation could be had in that respect, or alternatively, there'll have to be a severance negotiation. That is that is the way these kinds of conversations go. Unfortunately, there's going to be one of those three options. 
I see. Thank, Thank you. Thanks, Richard, for the call. Do you think, would he have a chance, Alex, you know, maybe he likes working there again. Maybe, uh, you know, they say it's going to even out to be the same. Maybe maybe it will, maybe they won't. Maybe they're just trying to get people to go for it, employees. Could he say, guys, I'm going <sighs> to, I, I want to take it for a spin for a few weeks, see how it works. If it's not what you say, then I'm not accepting this change. Can he do that in writing? Yeah, yeah, I, I think he can, uh, John. And, and particularly when we're talking about, you know, commissioned roles, sales yeah. roles, where you want to test out a commission plan, you want to test out a bonus structure and see what kind of, you know, what kind of money you can earn under this new compensation plan. You know what, John, in those kinds of situations, I'm all for it, have at it, as long as, as you mentioned, right, it's in writing, you make it very clear to the employer, I'm just trying this out, I'm not accepting it on a permanent basis. You know, you want to get a sense of whether the pay is going to be comparable or not moving forward. I have to say, John, that's not the impression I got from Richard. The impression yeah. I got is that the salaries are changing, the commission's changing, everything's being reduced. And that, again, is a red flag. And listen, it's not unexpected that when a new, you know, new owner, new business comes in, they want to change the way things are done. Uh, uh, right? And if some employees accept, well, then so be it. They accept those lesser pays. But my point to Richard and to everybody else in those situations would be, you don't have to accept a pay reduction. Employees actually have tremendous protection in exactly these mm -hmm. kinds of situations. You want to make sure that you avail yourself of all of those protections. And at the very least, make an informed decision by speaking to an employment lawyer. Let's talk about the options. Let's talk about what your best option is in your particular circumstances, right? Because everybody's going to be in a different situation depending on yeah. their long-term career goals, Etc. Right. Make sure you make the right decision for you, and then move forward in that way. It has been a good ride, a quick one, but appreciate the phone calls. I know the emails are going to pile up, but we'll get to those on the next show. We're back in here tomorrow again at six thirty. Want to reach out to Alex and his very capable team? Always invited to uh, to do exactly that. How do you do it going forward? Easy. One eight five five eight two one. 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca through email and that website free anonymous use it pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and we'll catch you next time on the employment law show have a good night